Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Market Girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog, and this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, some of our favorite food content, and you know what? Sometimes social media. And that's what we're talking about in this episode. Because as the least influencer, least influencer influencers, yeah, so we have no influence over anybody except <laughs> each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We are going to be talking about influencers and the way they approach growth once they hit a certain size, and how they talk about it to people who might be trying to grow. How they sell it to people. Oh, how they sell it's it. It's like, it's the influencer get rich quick scheme, but it's like the influencer get, get become an influencer quick scheme. Yeah, it's and, the new uh, MLM. Yeah, but like it like never, and of course it never works. Well, like I'm sure it works for like a handful of people, but. But they are the exception, not the rule. Okay, so what inspired this? Okay, I'm not going to call out any people. That's but fine. Who was I feel it? Like <laughs> I won't tell anybody who was it. <laughs> this, I won't put it in the episode. Don't worry. Just who was it? <laughs> um, I feel like... So I feel like recently on my feed, I've seen a couple different influencers that I follow. And again, nothing against them. I follow them. I clearly like them. But they've like either talked about it or launched courses or whatever it is where they talk about basically the how to become an influencer, the social media strategies that got them to grow, that got them to this and how you can teach somebody else it. But one of them in particular, and I'm sure some people might know who I'm talking about if they also follow this person. And again, I like her. I follow her. I like her content. But it was just, it irked me the wrong way a little bit. She talked about how to get, it's still possible to grow on Instagram right now. But if you really want growth, you have to head over to TikTok. She's grown like she's gotten 300,000 followers within like the first six months or whatever. She was on the platform, all this kind of stuff. And that like you need to do this, this and this. And this is how growth is possible, which again, nothing wrong with that. And when when you but like when you really think about it, like I feel like there's I was telling you this. I feel like there's a certain part point in an influencer's journey like in their like level of influence where they kind of forget how how popular they are and how well known they are and they just think that oh this strategy worked for me so it can work with someone who nobody knows who they are and who doesn't have a reputation in the industry and who doesn't have a trustworthy reputation because nobody knows who they are but so like this one influencer in particular like I don't know how many followers she has on Instagram but I feel like it's somewhere around the three to four hundred thousand so like she's a big influencer yeah huge and like she talks about how all the growth is on TikTok right now she's gotten this many followers and she started at zero and all this stuff and I was like but you didn't start at zero you started with 300,000 followers on Instagram and as much as she said that she's like and there's not really any carryover first of all you have no idea there's no way to tell how many people are from Instagram and how many people aren't but also even if there was no carryover you still have a recognizable face yeah you're, you're not starting from the bottom you are not starting from the bottom. That's like a, a someone who started with a million dollars being like, but I made $4 million and I started with only a million. So I, I made $3 million. Why can't you make $3 million? <laughs> yeah. And I think you said this too. It's like going from zero to 10,000 is way harder than going from 10,000 to like 50,000 or like 100,000 to 300,000. Like once you hit a certain point, 
you have you experience a different type of growth and different tactics work for you so it just it sounds like there's a lot of oversimplification happening when describing how to grow because they're what the experience they are having is not a zero to 10k person's experience like it's the same thing in any industry you're in if you think about actors as opposed to influencers if an actor is not known at all and was like and like brad pitt was like oh you just got to do this because it works for me i get roles all the time no you get roles because you're brad pitt because people know who you are they know how you perform like yeah not everybody can eat in every scene brad (laughs) (laughs) so i've just been seeing so much of it on instagram and i'm just like and again nothing wrong with what you're doing but i think it's not being paired with that asterisk that's so important where it's like this worked for me there's 100 like it's worked for me to grow from 300,000 followers to 500,000 followers in three months. But you know, this probably isn't possible for you. <laughs> like, like that would, that'll work for a handful of people. Even from like, even if you're at 300,000 followers and you take their strategies, that probably still might not work for you. Like there's no one size fits all. And I feel like so many influencers sell it as a one size fits all for a social media strategy. And it's so frustrating. And how can it ever be when social media changes so, so quickly? Right? Yeah. So the things that this person is experiencing could already be out of date. Yeah. And I think another thing we talked about, too, that bothered me is they somehow assume that everyone has the time to do everything that they they do. But if you're someone who has 300,000 followers, the chances are you do this full time. This is your full-time job. You work 40 hours a week minimum, I assume, to create content, to create recipes, whatever your platform is. And you're telling people who probably have a full-time job to be like, oh, you just have to create this many reels. You have to create this many TikToks. You have to do original content. You have to do this. You have to do this. I'm sorry, where do people have the time to do that? This isn't their full-time job. Yeah, there's so many variables at play when you talk about growth. And I think like that's one of the biggest ones is the amount Mm -hmm. of time is the assets that you have to work with and your time is an is the biggest asset yeah influencers who can make it look like they're just creating all of their content on the fly and like it's not taking over their actual life like you're just seeing their life you know what i mean those ones are like the most deceptive because it'll make it seem like oh i could totally do that they're just you know filming this and this and this and that's just like going about their day but that that's not the case <laughs> no like oh my god no no <laughs> And also like, so um, this particular influencer as well recently broke down um, roughly how much they make a month on certain, like in certain revenue streams. And one of the revenue streams, which again, it's so impressive how much money this influencer makes. It's great. Like it's a lot of freaking money. But I think just on ad revenue alone from their blog, they make like 40 to 50K a month. Sorry? Like, imagine, of course you're able to try new things and do all this stuff when your blog is making you all this money in the background. (laughs) Like, of course you're able to do that because you don't, like, again, I know it can disappear tomorrow and so many things change, but like, it's not going to go from 50K to zero. (laughs) That, that's like the passive income everybody wants. Yeah. Like, this is, I just like, there's this, such this disconnect. It's, it's the rich telling the poor that you just need to do what I did and you'll be fine. Oh my gosh, it's Kim Kardashian telling everyone to just work harder. To get off their ass and work, yeah. Oh my god. 
is it Kim that you don't want to call out right now? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> well, we're just talking about Kim Kardashian. <laughs> it is, it, but they're just doing it in a more, dis- like, again, I'm not, I don't think any of, I, okay, I don't think most of them are doing it in a malicious intent. Like, I think what Kim said was terrible, and I think she's just, out like, of touch. she's just completely out of touch. Yeah. Um. So, I, and, but I think most influencers aren't, like, maybe they don't realize they're out of touch. Um, or maybe they just don't like I, I think they're genuinely trying to help people but they just don't really understand uh, like not everyone has the same resources assets time money as you do <laughs> like f- ability to try new things yeah like they're not purposely trying to mislead anyone and the thing is like they might not have realized in the moment what it was taking for them to grow and they're just like trying to kind of like retroactively break down like oh what did work when really in the moment unless like there's no formula no honestly like okay i do social media for a living and tmg is not huge (laughs) like literally it's my day job to basically study social media it is so difficult and the number of influencers that just leave out luck in their strategy like i'm not saying there isn't strategy there obviously is strategy to social media but there's also a lot of luck (laughs) a lot of the algorithm picked the video up at the right time yeah on yeah it feels like it's a combination of luck and that just kind of goes in with timing and then i don't know are you pretty um do you have a great (laughs) personality do you have Like, like again not like this is the one thing I think she creates okay content I don't like nothing against her content but it was the first thing I thought of when I thought of Emily Mariko oh yeah where I was like well she's skinny and beautiful yeah which is what (laughs) a lot of people said at the time like yeah like again I'm not trying to discount what she does but like nothing she was doing was groundbreaking yeah, and you you can't ignore that there are these other variables that impact other certain people being able to grow faster than others. Yeah. Which is crappy, which is why like social media is inherently Sucks. toxic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just like I can't and I just feel bad cuz I feel like so many people probably spend money on these like again, like the influencer get rich quick schemes or the do this strategy, do this strategy, do this. And I just like, like if that worked, everybody would be an influencer. Yeah, that's a thing. And like (laughs) so many people sell courses on this. How do you know which course is like going to be worth your time? Because just because it worked for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for the other. And I think, I mean, I I don't know if any of these courses say that, but do they say like this isn't a guarantee? It's not a one size fits all. These are some things you can try, but I can't guarantee they're going to work for you because there are no guarantees when we're dealing with something like social media. Yeah. And then my favorite thing too is this particular influencer who created this course re like um shared a story from another person who was like, "Oh, the strategies work. I put them to the test and I got 3 uh three brand deals in the last week or whatever. And I went to their account because I was curious. They have 70,000 followers. Okay, they're like a micro-influencer. That's super tiny. What are you saying? (laughs) But like, I'm just like, I'm going here. I was like, yeah, I'm not saying the strategies might not have had something to do with it. But I was like, you also can't ignore the fact that you're an influencer already. You have 70,000 people who are willing to follow you and listen to you. That's what grabs brands' attention. (laughs) 
<laughs> not the way you worded an email. Did that person think that 70000 was not a good place to be at? That's what I mean. Like, I don't know. Uh, did we, like, maybe because some influencers have become so big, did we forget that 70,000 people is a lot of freaking people? Oh my gosh, I think so. <laughs> like, that is not, to me, that is not a micro-influencer. Like, there's a lot of companies that would consider a micro-influencer around 50,000. And I'm like, what? That's so, that's like a small town of people listening to this person. Yeah. That's a lot of people. No, that's to the point where their account is like attracting too many trolls. Yeah. Probably has like their core engaged audience and then the casual ones. Like they are past micro. Yes. They're mid-level. I used to consider when I ran a micro influencer program for uh, a past company I worked for, I used to consider micro under 10,000. That's what I would, uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Because like that, that is a small audience that's a very engaged audience. Everything changes after 10K, I think so. I, I think well, so. actually, depends what platform we're talking about. Yes. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's so, I find it so, that, I think that's the things that I get so discouraged on social media about. I mean, of the plenty of other things, social media is discouraging. But like, I just see those things, I feel like so often. And, like, I occasionally do. Like, there's a couple influencers who've created, like, oh, a free beta version. Come check it out. We're launching this thing. And I was like, I want to check it out. Let's see. I'm curious. Maybe I can learn something new. And, like, I remember going through it. And, again, I follow this influencer. I still follow them. Nothing against them. But I was like, I was like, I don't understand what I'm learning. Like, I, I understand all of this. I was like, this isn't, I don't get it. What? Like, what, am what I was paying unique for? about it? Yeah, I was like, like, to me, this is stuff that I can search on Google and someone will tell me on Google for free. Yeah, it's just that some people need it. Like, can you lay it out for me? And it's not that they even need the information. It's that they need to be guided in how to execute it and to actually yeah. execute it. Like, I think where it's helpful, I think in like, and I'm not saying courses like this don't have benefit. I do think they have benefit, but I think it's one-on-one -on -one coaching that's benefits. Like, let's look at your Instagram. Let's look at what you're doing. Let's look at the practices. Let's look at your workflow and let's see how we can maximize the amount of content, your quality content you're putting out, but not maximizing the time you have to put into it. Let's see where we can create efficiencies in your workflow, efficiencies in this. That's what people I think need for social media because social media takes a lot of freaking time to do. And I think that's, you need to teach people how to not get burnt out by it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, but also like they're always going to have, if, if they grow, they're always going to have a hungry audience and then like that vicious cycle is just going to get more and more intense. So yeah, it's I like, just feel like it's managing, like you just, again, I don't think it's, it's hard for most people I would imagine, but it's just managing that, I'm trying to, managing the relationship with your audience uh -huh. and, and the with expectations. Your content. Yeah. And with your content and with yourself and like managing that like relationship you have with those numbers mm -hmm. and like for to to your point about like the one-on-one -on -one, it's because like it's not a one-size-fits-all so it's like your audience and your content and your personality is you're gonna have to like adjust even if it's slightly no matter what no matter if you're in the same niche as this other person you're gonna have to adjust because you're doing something differently your audience is looking for something different from you than they are the other person so different tactics will work for you and different things across every platform 
Like that's what's so exhausting about trying to learn or um, help people with social media or any kind of marketing is that like it's never the same. Yeah. Like even like I've I've been asked by people to help them with like, can you help me like run my social or get it started or something? I was like, I have no idea how to do a social media. Like I don't know how to do social for your industry. It's so different. I was like, like I know a very particular small industry and how to do that on social. And like even that is so hard to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. And I actually feel like not enough people in. Well, I mean, OK, there are I'm sure there are people who can just like jump from industry to industry and niche to niche yeah because there are general strategies you can carry over yeah but like i would be the same as you like i would be like that i i don't know this audience well enough i don't know this industry this niche this topic well enough to actually help it the way that you need it to To create good content for yeah yeah and so like i would never promise anything or like, I, I can't be that person for you. And that's okay. Yeah. Just because we're young millennials doesn't mean that we know social media in every way for every use. Oh, my goodness. No, I feel like, honestly, at this point, we know it less than I think we some know other nothing. generations. <laughs> we know nothing. <laughs> we know absolutely nothing. I think social media has ruined this generation. <laughs> oh, true. I, I don't know what the... Because, again, like, I don't, I don't, like, get mad at the influencers for doing it. But, like, I just... I want to just reach out to them and be like, hi, you understand that you're famous, right? You grew this much because people know who you are. Yeah. Like the best course would be one where during the course, the person leading it starts a fresh Instagram that isn't attached to their name in any way. yeah. Yeah. That is like pretending to be anonymous or a random and they grow it with that. Yeah. I saw actually a, uh, um, I think they started as a Twitch streamer and then obviously went over to YouTube. But um, I saw somebody do that where they started a new YouTube channel uh, from scratch without their name attached to it to see if they could grow it to a certain point. And they did it pretty successfully. They did it like they didn't really cr- they did like a video essay without their face. They just used a voice. Right. They hired a voice actor to do a video essay. They wrote it out and did all stuff. But their way of doing it, which, again, all strategy behind it. I don't think it was luck. Like maybe there was probably some aspect of luck, but it was a lot of strategy behind it where they just, you know how on Twitch you can like donate to people and like leave a message. He would basically like, and again, he can do this because he has some money, but he would donate like $500 to popular Twitch streamers and just be like, check out this and leave a link to the YouTube video. And then Twitch streamers are like, whoa, 500 bucks. And they clicked it and they would open up to like, there's like 50,000 people on stream watching them open this YouTube video okay i mean and i thought that was cool yeah no that isn't that's an interesting example except that he was just shelling out like five hundred dollars yeah yeah no i agree (laughs) i think it's like it started with he created good content and then he put a strategy behind it and it was a very clear what his strategy was was let's just put money to it until enough people see it um but like just using it as an example of that's how i think you show people actual tangible strategies to use it's not like, here, look at, this is me who already gets millions of followers to their blog every month. Here's how I went and got more followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But is anybody, can anybody do it without, like, a decent budget? I That's the hard thing. I don't think, especially on Instagram, I honestly think it's so hard on Instagram now. Because what even is Instagram? It's I just also reels. think it's extremely hard on YouTube. Yes. 
I think YouTube and Instagram are the hardest ones to get like super popular on right now. Because are they both in competition with TikTok and TikTok's winning? TikTok just has that discoverability that's so much like again, it's still really hard to like it's only it's not every video that's going viral on TikTok. But like TikTok's just so much easier to like my whole feed is just random people I don't follow. And well, because it's not just like the growth on TikTok, but it's the audience on TikTok. Like the reason YouTube and Instagram are struggling is not just because of the creators. It's because where the audience is going. Yeah. Oh my God. Also the paid growth on TikTok is wild compared to any other platform right now. Like I'm doing like paying actually works. Yeah. So like you can set, um, so my current job, I do like boosting strategies for all the platforms and we're putting like all of our budget right now towards TikTok because you're getting the best bang for your buck. Like, you can get so many followers in a month with, like, again, we have a decent budget to work with, but it's not huge. But, like, you can get so many followers just by doing a follower-optimized campaign on TikTok. Wow. And that used to be what people would say about really targeted Instagram ads. Yeah. Or Facebook ads. Like, this is the thing, though. Instagram is actually weirdly behind on this because Instagram doesn't allow you to create an optimized campaign based on follower growth. They only allow like engagement and like those types of things, but you can't do it based on getting new followers, which I think is so strange. Um, But yeah, Instagram, like Instagram growth sucks right now. It's horrible. (laughs) Yeah. And because I don't think Instagram knows what they're doing to help. I don't know who they're trying to help other than advertisers. Yeah. I, I don't think Instagram knows what they are. Okay. So, but what are people supposed to do? What, like... On, on the one hand, all you hear is like, yes, you need to have a platform. But on the other hand, it's like, but you won't be able to grow that platform. I think it's about, again, I don't think this is a tangible thing to really take back. It's about finding your niche, finding what type of content works for you, workflow and the type of content that works for whatever audience you're trying to grab. But that also, like, it's not like it takes a couple of months. That can take years. Yeah, it's a long game. Yeah, it's it's honestly, it's about managing, it's about finding the right workflow for you. So what type of content makes the most sense for you to shoot and film and what feels most natural to you and all that kind of stuff. But it's also about finding that content type that works for the audience you want and the relationship you want with your audience. Like I think a lot of times we can get sucked into like, oh, this is popular right now. And again, it's probably with good reason. I think you probably could do one of those and probably get a decent number of views insert whatever video trend it is but I also feel like if you're not really into it it's gonna show like I think you need to find a content type that works for you no matter what the trends are telling you and that's a tricky one especially if we're talking about TikTok because TikTok is all about all about trends doing the trend yeah yeah which also fascinates me because it makes it harder for people to batch content I hate TikTok. I hate making content for TikTok. I absolutely (laughs) despise it. I have not figured out a workflow that works. I haven't figured out a content style that works. I just don't. I don't. I enjoy TikTok as an app. I enjoy being on the platform. I think people are doing some pretty awesome stuff on TikTok. I hate being a creator on the app. I haven't found that workflow that works. Which also kind of leads into this idea that like... And I think this is something that TikTok has actually picked up on is that not everybody wants or needs to be a creator. 
Yeah. So they also are making the audience experience still good mm-hmm. because we'll they're see rec- if that continues though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like that's always the beginning of an app. Hmm. I think it's yeah. It's finding the right platforms for you. I think. I would always put your enjoyment and satisfaction in your content before growth goals. Yeah, like 50,000 followers would be great. But if you're miserable, who cares? (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, the biggest thing is you don't have to be on every platform. No matter what anybody tells you, you don't have to be on every single one. Like there are plenty of people who are just popular on TikTok and their other plat they don't do anything on their other platforms or they just maintain it and like it's not really anything like special or they're just not on it yeah and i mean it should you should choose that based on one is your audience actually there and two do you want to be there do you enjoy the platform yeah yeah and if you have those two things then that's a platform for you if you have one of those things then what do you do well it depends which one though <laughs> Like if it's a platform that you enjoy, I think you should create on it. Yeah, but this is what this is what I struggle with. I enjoy TikTok. I hate creating <laughs> for TikTok. Yeah, but you have uh, you create on other platforms, so, so TikTok can be one that you just consume. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, I think TikTok just goes against everything that we like. I feel like if you listen to any social media influencer, and maybe it's changed now, but I feel like if you listen to anyone two years ago, they were like quality content like do as high quality as content as frequently as you can so even if that's once a month just make sure it's the highest quality you can do it Uh, or if you can do it once a week that's great you know do as frequently as you can but make sure it's high quality don't sacrifice quality for quantity and i think tiktok's the complete opposite (laughs) and honestly i think it's going to be this interesting thing that we look back on as we look at like digital trends Because if you look at like early days of social media, so like early days YouTube, it was, you know, the software, the tools, nothing was as good. And then all of a sudden, software and tools caught up with the platform and with the creators. And then it was like, oh my gosh, people are creating really good YouTube videos, really great Instagram photos, videos, content because they had the tools and the software and the platforms were all there at the same time. Everything was like, good quality and it was just like the average person doing it but then I think we all got like a little it was like too much of perfect so then we're going through a shift where it's like we don't want perfect enough it's it feels too fake so now that's why especially with TikTok it's not that but it stresses me out and it's also carrying over to every other platform that's what I hate like I'm fine (laughs) if that's TikTok's thing like if, if TikTok's thing is post content nonstop all day every day cool that's tiktok's thing but it's translating to other platforms and i'm like can you leave instagram alone please i'm struggling already (laughs) but instagram is like no this is what people want so this is what we will do you must post three reels a day minimum and then there's twitter twitter's in its own little world yeah i feel like twitter has other than it's weird it's weird little dip into fleets I think Twitter has never succumbed to the pressure of other apps. Which, like, I don't think we give it enough credit for because genuinely, when have we seen a platform be like, oh, okay, everyone's doing this thing. We're going to do this thing. Oh, it's not working out. We're going to lean into it even harder. Twitter did not do that. They did the the smart thing where they're like, okay, this is not what our people want. So we, we don't have to do it. 
I think people forget to give Twitter credit credit because Twitter can be a terrible place. <laughs> like all social media platforms can be. But I feel like Twitter really shines in horrible moments. <laughs> Maybe it's because Twitter has the biggest range of users to be terrible. Yeah, and I think Twitter is very anonymous. Like there's no video type things. It's you just type in a like obviously you can post video and photo and stuff, but I feel like Twitter is the most okay to be anonymous on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the best gauge of that is always going to be replies and comment sections. So which platform has the most toxic replies and comment sections right now? Is it Twitter or is it TikTok? That's it's hard to say. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm going to say TikTok only because I see it more often, but because I think when I'm like on my Twitter's very curated for me and I don't have a lot of horrible people on my feed. <laughs> like I'll see it if I go to the trending page. <laughs> yeah. I'll see start seeing it there. <laughs> but it's like it's like TikTok is where people will I could be wrong because I'm the opposite of you. I see more Twitter than I see of TikTok. So this is my perception of it. TikTok, people, the way people will reply is kind of more like personal to you. Like they are commenting. Yeah, they're commenting on you. Whereas sometimes with Twitter replies, it's just kind of like, why did you say that out loud? <laughs> you know? What's going on? <laughs> it's not even like, it's just their opinion. And it's not even like about yeah, the I think, tweet. I think it's the, t- honestly, I think it comes down to, the content type because I think if someone's posting a video of themselves doing whatever it's a dance or whatever it is they're doing on TikTok that like they're commenting literally on you because you're in the video but if it's a tweet it's that little like there's a little bit more separation between person and content because it's a tweet you can kind of it's more you almost read it more of as a general statement rather than oh this is coming from a person so, like, people might reply to it as a general statement. Yeah. And I think just in, in I think in general, as a society, we're doing a bad job of re- remembering that not everything needs to be geared towards us or for us. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Social media is really highlighting and uh, aggravating that. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it's, we're just going to get to a point where... Like, I love TMG. I still really like our stuff, but I feel like there's just going to become a point where we're just like, you know, I think I'm done with social media. <laughs> I think I'm done with this space. I mean, yeah, I think you you either get done, done with the space and the people or you kind of just get done with worrying about growing. And it's just like, yeah. I'm putting I mean, honestly, this... I think we're ready at that point. Yeah, no, that's what I was. That's why I was like, I mean, it. I would like TMG to grow. But I'm done worrying about the fact that it's not. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to be stressed about something that's supposed to be fun. Exactly. We're just having fun. If people want to follow along, that's great. But uh, we don't have time or energy to stress about the people that aren't following along. (laughs) Or that don't like our content. Yeah. Uh, I was with a friend and uh, they're like, how's everything going? I was like, like, I'm just trying to keep up. (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I was like i was like i haven't really posted much they're like yeah we haven't really seen much i was like yeah yeah i'm just trying to keep up <laughs> i kind of forget social media is there sometimes oh so like relatable. i did it the other day i think it was yesterday where i finally posted something on stories after so long and i was like oh right 
I should update people that we're like still here. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. So what did we learn? <laughs> um, I don't know. Social media is stressful. Growth is not guaranteed. Don't take your growth advice from somebody who grew from 300K to 600K. And just enjoy what you do on social. Unless it's horrible. Unless you're being a dick. Oh, yeah. Don't be mean. <laughs> don't be a dick. It's okay to say nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what we learned. It's okay to say nothing. Even though I literally, we just made a whole podcast complaining about what people just posted on social media. And also, I don't think we're made to know this many people's thoughts this often. Yes. I think we should get rid of stories. Like everywhere? Yeah. I I honestly think the creation of stories is the downfall of social media. It's the downfall of the human brain. Honestly, I just feel like stories made the pressure. It's so much more pressure. You're like, oh, I, I have to post eight stories a day. Wow. Okay. I'm stressed out. This was a good talk. The stories was the downfall. Don't use stories. <laughs> Boycott stories. <laughs> Boycott stories. Only post to twit TikTok maximum once a day, please. Okay. Well, actually, we. this is going to be a weird way to end this episode. <laughs> or maybe it's going to be... No, it actually makes It's going to completely make sense. We just want to give everyone a heads up that next episode will be our last episode for now. For a while. We don't know how long. But for a little yeah, bit. the podcast is going to take a little hiatus, but we're going to do one more episode because it will be our 200th episode. Yeah. Imagine we stopped before at 199. <laughs> no. No, we can't do no, that. No, we'll do 200 and then we're going to take a break, but we'll still be posting other places. So we just wanted to give you a heads up. And uh, I guess if you want... No, no one's going to send us questions. I'm not even going to say it. It's just going to be sad. <laughs> I mean, if you want, if you want <laughs> to send us a question, you can do a, was it a voice note? Text us. A voice message. Text <laughs> us. DM us. Email us. Comment on a YouTube video. However you feel like you can reach us. Message us on Patreon. Yeah. Send a question in. I'm just going to send a bunch of questions in with different voices. Do it, please. I'll include all of them. <laughs> So you don't want to miss episode 200. You definitely don't. It's going to be Catherine answering questions from Catherine. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you for listening. We hope that your relationship with social media is... <laughs> I feel like all our social media conversations come back to... Better. Manage your relationship with social because media. Because <laughs> honestly, that's what we all need to be doing. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, you can find us on all the socials. <laughs> literally all of them we're not on we're are we on is there one we're not on no uh but you won't be able to find us because we're not really there but we're there but we're not we're just lurking we're not very active we're the most active on youtube yeah um and also our blog twomarketgirls.com twomarketgirls on all the socials that's where you can find us and we'll see you in the next episode 